The Gamecocks have gotten themselves a superstar running back in Arkansas transfer Raheem Rocket Sanders. And Sanders is going to change a lot about how South Carolina's offense looks in 2024. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast and also a staff writer for Gamecock Digest over on SI.com. Thank y'all so much for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch for your team here today. As always, we are free and available both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more right now as new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. What a week it's been for Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks. It seems like that every single day there's another player or another transfer that's entering the fold here for South Carolina and, uh, This one is a big one. He has not officially announced it himself quite yet, but based on multiple reports this morning and what we've been hearing on our end over at Gamecock Digest on SI.com, it appears that the Gamecocks are set to add Arkansas transfer running back Raheem Rocket Sanders. Make no bone about it. This is a big deal for Shane Beamer and this football program. A position group that was, quite frankly, a weakness in terms of the depth and lack of proven experience last year is now no longer a weakness. Matter of fact, it probably is a strength purely because of the fact that you're adding Rocket Sanders to the fold here. And in terms of Rocket Sanders, the football player, there's a reason he's got the nickname Rocket, right? You look at what he did at Arkansas, especially in 2022, a season where he rushed for over 1,400 yards on the ground, 10 touchdowns, and earned first-team All-SEC recognition. Raheem Rocket Sanders, his acceleration and change of direction for a running back his size quite frankly, is unmatched. Rocket Sanders is not a guy that is going to rely on agility moves. He's not going to rely on juke moves and spin moves in order to shed tacklers. He is a guy that, quite frankly, is just a better athlete than most of the guys he's going to face on the football field. He actually came into uh, college football as a wide receiver slash athlete, and then he sort of got moved over to that running back position after just a little bit in Fayetteville, And that turned out to be the best move that that coaching staff could have made, led by head coach Sam Pittman. Because when you watch Rocket Sanders play, he's a guy that doesn't need to do anything special. He's got great ball carrier vision. He showed that in what was mainly a zone-blocking run scheme over at Arkansas, which is a good thing because that's what South Carolina ran a lot in Dow Loggins' offense in 2023. He is also a guy that is tough to bring down. If you're an opposing defender... You are making a grave mistake if you try to run to Rocket Sanders and tackle him or stand him straight up, essentially. And I've got some numbers here that's going to blow y'all's mind, by the way, from pro football focus to back up that notion. Rocket Sanders had three, excuse me, had 703 yards that came after contact in 2022. That accounted for 48% of his total yards output. That ranked 5th in the SEC, and 27th nationally. 
Rocket Sanders also forced 65 missed tackles in 2022. That ranked second in the SEC and 16th nationally. The other thing about Rocket Sanders, and you can probably guess this from what I said earlier about him coming into college as a wide receiver, he is also a guy that can handle catching the football out of the backfield. So, he is just as big of a threat on third down as he is on first down and or second down. So, Rocket Sanders, he is a guy that South Carolina's offense is going to be able to consistently rely on to make plays happen. And I wouldn't quite call him necessarily a home run threat, but there's no doubt that when he's got green grass in front of him, Rocket Sanders, he's going to make an explosive play out of it. So, again, I could go on and on and on about Rocket Sanders and his skill set, but I think that from the reaction that Gamecock fans had this morning, everybody understands good and well that this is probably the best running back that South Carolina has had on their roster, potentially since Marcus Lattimore was here. Um, of course, Mike Davis, you could make an argument there as well. Mike Davis was a heck of a running back when he was here in Columbia for the years that he was here. But Rocket Sanders is just going to offer something different, something that running backs since Mike Davis have just not offered, um, really. Now, I did actually talk with John Neighbors over on Locked On Razorbacks. I asked him just sort of for some preliminary information on Rocket Sanders, and he told me basically that his speed, his size, all of the intangibles and some of his athletic traits, they are elite, essentially. The only thing that apparently Gamecock fans will have to worry about a little bit is uh, potential injury concerns, and that is valid because in 2023, Rocket Sanders, I believe, only played in six games. He rushed for like 210 yards and had about two rushing touchdowns. Now, obviously, that's not all on Rocket Sanders. I was told that injuries was a part of that. Arkansas's offensive line obviously had some real big-time issues uh, in 2023. You could probably attribute that to the new offensive coordinator, Dan Enos, who came in, tried to implement, I think, a different offense than what Kendall Bryles had been running the previous three seasons that Rocket Sanders thrived in, which, by the way, we'll talk about more in a few minutes. But in essence, scheme change, didn't fit the offensive line, tried to put a square peg into a round hole, Danny Nose was, and then combine that with the injuries, Rocket Sanders, he was just in a near unwinnable situation in 2023. I think it's pretty evident based on the Razorbacks 4-8 record at season's end that um, there was a lot of problems for that football program this past fall. So Rocket Sanders, you know, He's got one year of eligibility remaining, and it seems like to me that connections were a big reason why he decided to come to South Carolina. Justin Stepp was his primary recruiter at Arkansas when he was still the Razorbacks wide receivers coach. He, of course, is now the wide receivers coach at South Carolina. And then Dow Loggins, the offensive coordinator here at South Carolina, he was the tight ends coach at Arkansas in 2021 and 2022. And... With Dow Loggins now having a guy like Rocket Sanders in the fold, a guy that is a playmaker without a question at the running back position, he's going to be able to do a couple of things with his offensive scheme that he might have not been able to do if Rocket Sanders had not decided to come to South Carolina. We're going to dive into that aspect of this entire development a little bit more in just a few moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks.
Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Now, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers are staying hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers on FanDuel can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your bet hits. There's a couple of NFL games taking place this coming Saturday, and the evening game is going to involve two teams that have got a lot riding on in terms of the playoffs as the Denver Broncos will go on the road to take on the Detroit Lions. The money line for the Broncos is set at plus 164 and the money line for the Lions is set at minus 196. So FanDuel's favoring Detroit, but Detroit lost to the Chicago Bears of all teams this past weekend. And the Broncos, they're one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now considering what they've done over the past month or so. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to this live edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, this reaction edition to Rocket Sanders' expected commitment to the South Carolina Gamecocks. We cover your team every single day, and as always, a big thank you to each and every one of you every dares who are always tuning into the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, whether it's on YouTube or wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. All right, let's talk about how Rocket Sanders' edition is going to affect South Carolina's offensive scheme in 2024. Because obviously, when you lose a quarterback like Spencer Rattler, a guy with all the arm talent in the world, and as of this moment, you're likely going to roll with now redshirt freshman Lenoris Sellers, a guy that's a different quarterback from Spencer Rattler, a guy that's bigger, stronger, a guy that's a dual threat, a pure dual threat quarterback who can both throw the ball efficiently and also run the ball quite well. You're going to change up your offense. And if Dow Loggins proved anything to South Carolina's fan base this past season, he is truly going to cater the offense to his quarterback's strengths. So you have to imagine that changes were already probably uh, bearing on Dow Loggins' mind in terms of going from Spencer Rattler and transitioning to Lenore Sellers. But now you have Rocket Sanders in the fold. So how does this change what Dow Loggins might do offensively in 2024 well it does a couple different things one you've now got a really good dynamic when it comes to your run game because you've got now not just a really good quarterback but also a proven all-conference type running back that are true threats on the ground that defenses are going to have to account for every time they're out there on the football field so simple stuff like a zone read or a read option Those kind of run concepts, I think you're going to see a lot more of that in 2024. Because, again, defenses, they're going to have to respect the heck out of both guys having the football in their hands running down the field. 
Another thing that you could add in there is RPOs. And this is where I sort of relate this back to Kendall Browse at Arkansas. Again, Dow Lawkins was the Titans coach at Arkansas the two seasons prior to 2023. So during that time, he was coaching under Kendall Bryles. Kendall Bryles is from the Art Bryles coaching tree, his dad, Art Bryles. And they are known for their air raid systems. But Kendall Bryles, he doesn't run a pure air raids offense. He runs something that's kind of called the veer and shoot. The veer and shoot, to keep it in simple terms, is basically a lot of option concepts in the short area of the field. And the shoot part of the variant shoot involves a lot of deep passes. That is a perfect fit, in my opinion, for a guy like North Sellers at quarterback. Now, you throw in a running back like Rocket Sanders, who has been a part of that kind of offense, who thrived in that kind of offense. And he's now reunited with an offensive coordinator that was a part of the coaching staff that put together that offense in Arkansas between the years of 2021 and 2022. I don't know why I said between the years, but you get my point. Dow Loggins, he has a blueprint to work with in terms of how to utilize a guy like Rocket Sanders at the running back position while having a big dual-threat quarterback in Lenore Sellers, a guy that closely resembles Arkansas quarterback K.J. Jefferson. So you can see where all the dots are connecting here. I'm not saying that South Carolina is going to just completely dump everything they did this past season and just essentially take Kendall Browell's offensive playbook from 2021-2022 and just run that. Not saying that, but I think that Dow Loggins, being able to recall what all happened those two seasons and being able to take some of the stuff that he learned from Kendall Browell's as far as offensive play calling at the college game is concerned I think that he's going to have a bunch of things that he's going to be able to do with Rocket Sanders at running back and Lenore Sellers at quarterback. So, needless to say, expect a lot of changes to this offensive scheme heading into this next season. If you're curious to see what it might look like, I would highly recommend you go back and watch some of the games that Arkansas played in 2021 and 2022. Because I'm willing to bet you that a lot of the concepts used in those offenses in those two seasons will probably be carried over into South Carolina's offensive playbook for the 2024 football season. So that's really all I got to say about Rocket Sanders. Again, a really big addition for South Carolina. It's going to change a lot of things in that offense. But we're not going to wrap up the show just yet. I got one more thing that I want to talk about. and It's been a big topic of conversation really truthfully, for the past couple of hours since Rocket Sanders announced his commitment, or I should say since reports came out that he's expected to wind up at South Carolina. I should I should rephrase that. But the rumblings regard Antoine Juice-Wells. A lot of people thought that he was gone. And usually when people enter the transfer portal, they are gone. They're moving on and they're going elsewhere. But is there a chance that Juice-Wells could actually still be a Gamecock? In 2024, we'll touch on the rumblings that have been surfacing in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is also brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Now, when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. And that's why you should check out LinkedIn Jobs because LinkedIn Jobs has all the tools to help find the right professionals for your team both faster and for free. They make hiring so easy and the data 
backs it up as 86% of small businesses that use LinkedIn jobs get a qualified candidate to fill a certain position within 24 hours of using LinkedIn jobs. And LinkedIn also knows that small business owners wear a lot of hats. And so you might not have all the time in the world to just sit at your personal computer and look at all the candidates that you might want to interview for your position. And so they help you save both on time and resources when it comes to the job search process or the candidate search process in this case. So if you're a small business owner interested in using LinkedIn jobs, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free today. Terms and conditions do apply. Welcome back to this second Wednesday show right here on the Locked On Gamecocks podcast where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day in just 30 minutes. Okay, let's talk about a pretty big rumor that is starting to circulate around the city of Columbia and South Carolina's football fan base as there's a rumor circulating surrounding Antoine Juice Wells. And the rumor is this, there's a chance... I say a chance, I emphasize that a great deal, that Juice Wells, he could still be in Columbia in 2024. Now, I don't know exactly where that rumor is coming from. I know that one of the bigger websites on the Columbia Beat did apparently uh, report or say something on it and essentially said that the door was not shut on the possibility of Juice Wells coming back. That is what I know. Um, So... What should Gamecock fans make of this? Well, if I know South Carolina's fan base pretty well, and I think I do from all the years that I have followed the program, I would imagine that after everything that's happened the past couple weeks, South Carolina fans, for the most part, they're ready to move on from Juice Wells. They would rather probably not see him come back, and if anything, some are probably like, well, the bridge is already burned, in my opinion. that That's what a lot of fans, I think, or I imagine, are saying today in response to this rumor. Here's my two cents on it. With Antoine Juice Wells and the possibility of him coming back, I want Gamecock fans to take this the right way, because obviously you matter a great deal to the program. The program would not exist without your support and without the loyalty that you show it every single year, every single game, every single day, so on and so forth. want to make that clear before I say this. Um, whether or not the fans accept Antoine Juice Wells and welcome him back with open arms to Columbia, that's not going to be the deciding factor here. And that's not what's going to matter the most. Okay. I'm just going to be upfront and say that what's going to matter most is whether or not the coaching staff and the players welcome back Antoine Juice Wells with open arms, because here's the difference between the fans and the coaching staff and players fans. It's short for fanatics. Fans, they let emotions really drive their opinions at times. And fans, listen, as much as you might dislike Juice Wells for what all may or may not have happened in terms of him entering the transfer portal, you cannot deny that the kid is talented. Antoine Juice Wells, when fully healthy and went out there on the field, is one of the best receivers in all of college football. He proved it in 2022, and a lot of people expected him to do it once again in 2023. But things did not work out, and I'll leave it at that. 
So for Antoine Juice Wells to possibly come back for 2024, I would imagine that some work would have to be done on that front. Because one, the players have to accept him back. And that's the most important thing. If a guy could come back or might stick around, but you worry about the possibility of it, you know, creating a bit of a fracture in the locker room. You cannot take that chance if you're Shane Beamer. Again, I'm not suggesting that that would happen. I wouldn't know for sure. But if that would be the case, if they know that would be the case, then you would say, no, can't come back. But if that wouldn't be the case, and knowing Shane Beamer, look, I know in the past, for the most part, when certain guys have entered the portal, and maybe they've gone about a certain way, um, at that point, Shane Beamer is not even going to consider bringing you back. I know that has been the case before. But there is such thing as, you know, making up. Being able to talk things through like adults and sit down and have an in-depth conversation about how you got to this point and, you know, if he was to come back, what you would expect moving forward. I would imagine that Shane Beamer and Juice Wells could have that kind of conversation if indeed... The door is open for him to possibly return. And here's the other thing I would say. If one of the bigger websites in Columbia, I'll just go ahead and say thebigspur.com, if they are saying that there is a chance, I would have to imagine that they have pretty solid information that they're going off of from somebody in that building that would know that Shane Beamer is open to the idea of Juice Wells coming back. So if that is the case, then hey, Maybe things were not as ugly as um, it was made out to be a couple weeks ago with all the rumors that swirled around, you know, Juice Wells entering the transfer portal and how it all went down. So if Shane Beamer was willing to welcome him back, and most importantly, his teammates, the locker room here in Columbia, was willing to welcome him back, then you take him back. If either one or the other side is not okay with it, then you wish him the best of luck and you move on. Simple as that. So, uh, obviously, if Juice Wells was to come back in for the 2024 season, that would be a massive deal for this team. Again, no matter how you feel, no matter what your feelings are regarding how he may have entered the portal, it would change a lot of things offensively. That wide receiver room suddenly looks a lot better. And then when you count in all of the skill talent that you have on offense right now, you would have a really good looking lineup at the skill positions for 2024. But again, at that point, we're getting into hypotheticals. And quite frankly, we don't know enough right now in regards to whether or not Juice Wells could return. So something to monitor moving forward over the next couple of days. And who knows, it could end up carrying out for a week or two. And I know that my, that's some of y'all are probably sitting there thinking, golly, well, that's going to be exhausting to follow and listen to. I will keep my eyes peeled and I will try to see what I can conjure up regarding what all is going on there. But again, probably not going to hear a whole lot more about that, especially with the, the rumor and leaks that have happened this morning. So again, just keep an eye out on any news regarding juice wells over the coming days and weeks ahead. 
But with that being said, that is going to do it for this live edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I thank y'all so much for those of you who have tuned in on YouTube. Again, feel free to leave all of your comments that you want down below in the comment section. I'll respond to as many of them as I can once the show is over. If you listen to this on an audio podcast app, I also appreciate you for tuning in and listening to the show. And lastly, I do apologize because I did not do a good enough job of giving a heads up on the show. Kind of realized once I was about to start that I never went on my socials and posted everything. That's totally my bad. A lot been going on this morning with obviously Rocket coming back. And then the rumblings about Juice Wells potentially sticking around for next season if it gets to that point. So that's my fault on that part. But with all that being said, again, thank you all so much for tuning in and watching or listening to this show. I hope that you all have a great rest of your Wednesday, and uh, who knows? Stay tuned, because there could be more good news coming down the pipe here for Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks. I'll catch you all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.